I'm Quinn. And I'm Alex. And we're a, a couple, couple of, of characters. characters. We discuss topics related to creating characters for role-playing games. What are we talking about today, Alex? Today we're talking about a character based off of a name, Artemis Blade. Yeah, you just were like, I have a character idea. It's just this name. That's all I know about them. And I think that's hilarious. Yeah, and it's actually, so I got this name from a story break episode, but I'm not going to elaborate on what that character is, but maybe I can reveal that at the end of the episode. Okay. But first, it's time for Random Encounter. This is a segment where we briefly talk about characters we've encountered outside of RPGs, like in TV, movies, books, etc. Alex, do you have a character you'd like to talk about today? I have more than one, uh, because... Oh my goodness. You set a precedent when you brought all of the aunties from Dial A for aunties. And so I'm bringing all three main characters from the book The Helm of Midnight by Marina J. Lostetter. And they are Crona, Melanie Dupont, and Louis Carbon. And so this book kind of follows these three character storylines in different timelines. So Krona is like present day, Melanie is two years ago, and Louis is 11 to 10 years ago. And it ties all their stories together. And all these characters are really interesting and like have their own motivations and goals. And like Louis, all we know about him at the beginning of the book is that he's like a serial killer. Oh, I will say content warning of this book for like a lot of violence. But anyway. Yeah, um, lots lots of stuff. Lots of grisly details too. Yeah. So, anyway, though, like, Louis is a serial killer, and, like, so initially we're like, oh, this guy probably sucks. And then you kind of get his backstory, and you're like, yeah, I kind of see what happened here. Like, I'm not saying I approve of what he did, but, but I, now I understand him. Yeah. yeah. So that was a really good book. I feel like Mysteries and Fantasy, that's a very good book. And some horror? Not really. Not really horror? Okay. No, I, would, I don't think horror. Okay. Just a little gruesome with some of the details, but. Okay. What character do you have? Alright, so a couple weeks ago we saw that new weird Nick Cage movie, The Unbearable oh, Weight of Massive Talent. So I wanted to bring Javi Gutierrez. There he is. Yeah. I love this boy. Yeah, he's a pretty great guy. He's a super fan of the actor Nicolas Cage, so he hires him to come to hang out with him at his birthday party, and then they hit it off, and the movie just follows him hanging out together, trying to come up with a movie idea, because, like, (coughs) Nick Cage is, like, kind of in a rut and down on his luck and not really getting any jobs. So he's like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'll try to be in a movie, but we need to write a new movie together. And a bunch of other wild stuff happens, but I really love the buddy aspect and my favorite part is when they got high together and they're trying to figure out how to get over an eight-foot wall to, like, run away from these, like, perfectly normal people that they saw that they're paranoid are going to kill them. Mm -hmm. And they're just, like, crying at each other, like, hanging on the wall. They're like, I don't want to leave you to die. I don't want to die either, but you go, run away. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they're like, all right, Javi, I guess you have to die. And... Then a few seconds later, Javi just walks around the wall and is like, yep. oh, I guess we could have just walked around <laughs> it. Yep, so good. So that just kind of shows you the weirdness of this movie. It was it was pretty weird, but it was enjoyable. Yeah. If you like weird movies, weird comedies, you'll probably like this one. All right, so are we ready to get into Artemis Blade? 
Yes. Do you have any thoughts or ideas about the character beyond the name or just like we're winging it? I figured we could just wing it, but I feel like they need to. Do you have like a subset of like classes or backgrounds that you had in mind or just. I'm thinking that they need to use a blade. They need to use a blade. <laughs> That's well, good news my is only... pretty much every class can use a blade of some sort. Yeah. So that I don't really have any requirements. Is what I'm saying. Okay. So I guess I don't want any of the classes that we've had a ton of, like Warlock, Bard, and we just did a Paladin. Mm-hmm. So probably not those three. Yeah. Makes Otherwise sense. Otherwise I'm good with whatever. All right. Well, let's let's roll it and okay. see what we get. And if we aren't happy with a class we roll, we'll re-roll until we get one that we haven't done a bazillion of. All right. I'm ready. Tell me. We got a male. Okay. Gender identity, monk. Okay. Now, I will just say we did do a monk kind of recently. That's true. We did the avatar. But we haven't done many monks, so if you want to do a monk, I'm fine with that. I think we're okay with it. Okay. They're an elf body type. All right. Another elf monk. (laughs) Is that what we did last time? Yeah. We can re-roll it. Well, their traits will be different, probably. Well, first they have extra language from being a high elf. Well, the other one wasn't a high elf. I know. They have nimble from halfling. And naturally stealthy from halfling. So they're they're smaller on the small side. I just wrote halfling. Not not the trait. What was it? The uh, second? Nimble or... The other one. Naturally stealthy. Naturally stealthy. Does that give them a... Is that the thing that lets them hide behind larger creatures? Yes, I believe so. Okay, so then we do want them to be small. And they have Kenku training. Let me see what that gives them. I think that's like a weapons thing. Uh, when I say nimble, I mean halfling nimbleness, which lets you move through the space of creatures that are a size category larger than yours. Okay. So we definitely <laughs> do want to be small. Yeah. Yeah, and then naturally stealthy is... You can attempt to hide when you're obscured only by a creature that is at least one size bigger than you. Okay. And what was I looking up? Kenku. Kenku training. You get two skills from this list. Mm. Acrobatics, deception, stealth, sleight of hand. You get two of those four. Obviously, we will choose based on... Kind of dumb that Kenkus get deception, like, out of the box. Because they can't talk. But they can mimic stuff. So I know, they can but pretend like, to be something else. I guess, yeah. That That's the sense. idea, but yeah, I agree. It is kind of dumb. Anyway. Also, like stealth and sleight of hand, just painting these creatures as like creeps and pickpockets, you know? This is why. Our ancestry traits are the superior method. Yes. Oh, just to remind new listeners or... Um, to remind old listeners and inform new listeners, mm-hmm. our, what we're doing is making ancestry traits. So we choose a race and a size, and then we get a well, plus two to one. Well, the race is like what their body looks like. Yeah. And then we get a plus two to one ability score and a plus one to another. Or I think we can also do plus one to three different ones. Like, that's another thing TCE yeah. added that the <clears throat> Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Mm, that one didn't add it, but later books did, like okay. Wild Beyond the Witchlight and Fizzbang. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. And then what we do is we take 
and we choose four traits from among all of the traits that all of the races get. So then we get a big hodgepodge of people and the idea is that that is kind of like what's in their ancestry and kind of the traits that, um, I don't know, I don't know, how did you say like pop out, like that show themselves for like... It's the ones that like are actually like, so like with like gene theory, they aren't necessarily dominant. It's the one that got expressed because a recessive gene can be expressed, but it's just whichever ones are actually apparent when you're born. Right. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how we do it. And we think it makes it a little more fun because you a lot more variety. Yeah. Our characters have been very varied since we have started doing this. Yeah, so even though we have another elf monk here, we really don't have the same character. We have no overlap. And this one's like three feet tall, so that's pretty hilarious. Like, this is more like what And the other one, I think, was kind of tall. Yeah, because I think they had orc or goliath traits, like, in there, so... That was our last one, but... But I was going to say, this is... Oh, no, they weren't weren't really tall, but yeah, it's fine. But I was just going to say that this one kind of is giving me more Christmas elf vibes. Like, okay. Uh, like, when you think of, like, a three-foot-tall elf, yeah. you typically go Christmas elf, right? You don't yeah, go Yeah, I don't think fantasy, fantasy elf. elf. Well, this time you will because Artemis Blade. That was them swinging blades around, and it looked really cool yeah, and very a tornado of death. Yes. I will say that with this name, if we're going true to the name, I think Way of the Kinsai mm. is the monk subclass that we should take. Well, let's just do it. All right. That's the one we're going to do. So they're level three. Well, at least three. I feel like Hardman's played is level at least 12, but I don't want to actually build a level 12 character, <laughs> mm-hmm. so... Just saying. They're we're we're going to be earlier on in his journey. Yeah, true. Yeah, we aren't actually playing this character. We're just making him. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> I mean, you can play any of the characters. I just meant right now, we aren't playing him, so it doesn't matter what level he is. True. Okay, so yes, Artemis Blade, Way of the Kinsai. Am I saying that right? Of course I am. Yeah. We're infallible, and we're always right. <laughs> Amazing. Um, no idea if you're saying it right. I am, for sure. It's probably some sort of cultural appropriation, whatever that word is, so I'm sure it's not good. From Xanthor's Guide. So this little beginning sentence, I think, kind of tells us everything we need to know about the way of Kinsei. Yeah. It says... Monks of the Way of Kinsai train relentlessly with their weapons to the point where the weapon becomes almost an extension of their body. And I like this other sentence that it has. Mm-hmm. A Kensai sees a weapon in much the same way a calligrapher or painter regards a pen or brush. They view it as a tool to express the beauty and precision of the martial arts. Yes. So I think this does fit. Yeah, I think this... Now, is... The blade part of their name, or their whole name, is this an adopted name? I think that's a great question that we need to answer. Because, obviously, like, they could have just been like, this is my name, and, well, I guess I've got it. Like, I'm Doug Pig Farmer, and that's what I was born as, so I went to go become a pig farmer. I don't like that. I like that this is a moniker that they've given themselves. Okay. 
or that maybe they're monastery. Or people have called them that. Yeah. Or the monastery or something like that. Like, they have earned this nickname. Cool, cool, cool. I like that idea. So, they're a mighty warrior or whatever. They don't have to be a warrior right now. What were they doing before? I'm not sure. They could... Here's a possibility. They were doing some sort of surgeon-y thing. They were like a surgeon or something. Okay. And that sounds right. Yeah. And I don't know what happened, but... They were a... Maybe it's like a Jekyll and Hyde thing. I was going to say that they're like a a, a pediatrician surgeon. Sur- okay, pedi- pediatric surgeon. Yeah, a pediatrician surgeon, as I've said. <laughs> yeah, pedi- is that the a name? A pediatric pediatrician surgeon because surgeon. they are small, and therefore it's easier for them to work on like the smaller bodies mm. of these children. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Oh, okay, they've got sleight of hand for sure then. Yeah, that's one. We could pick that one. But what I was saying with, like, the Jekyll and Hyde, like, something happens, whatever, and they, like, have this alter ego. Okay. And they start, like, maybe killing people. Ooh, boy. Like, the, um, oh, man. I'm trying to think. There's a surgeon that was famous in, like, the 20s or 30s because he was, like, just... I think he was, like, the master of amputations or something like that, something wild, and then he just ended up, like, killing a bunch of people because, you know. Yeah. That's just kind of how surgery went back then, especially amputations. And But he was, like, the fastest amputator. I, was, I almost said in the West, but I don't think <laughs> that's where it was. <laughs> fastest <laughs> amputator in the West. Yep. You got the fastest so in the West. I'll take your arm right off. Because that's what you want. I mean, I guess you do want it quick. Yeah, I mean, especially before painkillers, right? Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, like, please well, do mm, not there stop. there probably was some laudanum. Yeah, I mean, you give them some opium, some yeah, whatever. Yeah, conquer right out. They're not yeah. going to know what's happening at all. Okay, so I feel like psychologically something's got to happen or some sort of chemical has entered their body Something like that to make okay. him Dr. Here, Blade here and Mr. Artemis. <laughs> also, Dr. Blade's a pretty cool name. Or so, it's Dr. Artemis, Mr. Blade. Okay, that I'll allow it. It's not quite as cool, but I, I will allow it. Just, it. it makes more sense. Like, do I you know. necessarily want... I don't know if they'd be as successful yeah, if they is were Mr. Dr. Mr. Artemis very threatening? No, I don't think so. Mr. Blade, a little more threatening. And Dr. Artemis seems approachable. Like, you could get a surgery from him. <laughs> yes. Yes, I see what you did there. Um, okay, so he isn't as young as we might have, like, said, but he's young in his journey as the monkness. Yeah. So I will agree with that. What I'm thinking happens is he's doing a surgery, whatever, and maybe there was a jealous rival or somebody's trying to sabotage him or something, Mm -hmm. or just he happens to get in the crossfire of this, whatever. But I'm going to say, like, whatever, like, anesthesia or something being used has been tainted 
Okay. I have an idea. Okay. I like this, and his what they do is they, because now we all know what wearing a mask is like, right? And this opponent of his, the rival, will, like, lace the inside of his surgical mask with something. So then when he puts the surgical mask on, he went, okay. like, crazy. Yeah, so not chloroform, but some sort of right, something yeah, some that... some sort of drug or, like, it could be, like, a hallucinogen. hallucinogen. Yeah. Something like that that, like... Now he doesn't think that he's, like, doing surgery. He thinks he's being attacked by bees or something. So, like, starts swinging the scalpel around. And yeah, like, and then he actually ends up killing yep, or greatly injuring the patient. Something something bad happens. Yeah. And then he... Okay. I, have to, I have to throw a flag on the play. Okay. In the worlds of D&D, and mm-hmm. that we're, in which we are building Mr. Blade, Dr. Mm-hmm. Artemis... Um, the magic exists and like are people doing surgeries or are they just healing with like a heal spell <laughs> that's just uh, you know just let's think about that for a second but let's continue I think that people still would have to do surgery maybe if they don't have access to powerful healers if they don't have money so I mean, some like, of those spells are expensive, like greater restoration. Yes, but also like having a doctor is expensive too. So it could just be that maybe this region is more distrustful of magic. Like it could be okay. like a split. So it's kind of like what I'm thinking then with this case is, or magic just doesn't really work in this area, kind of like with Garth Nix, like the old kingdom. Like in the old kingdom, magic works, but as you get further from the old kingdom, they have technology Yeah, because... The magic doesn't work. And then when you get to the Old Kingdom, the tech doesn't work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. So he's from a less magical part of the world. Yeah. A more technologically based part of the world. Yeah. They didn't have magic to rely on, so they've So they made science. Yeah. They've innovated things like light bulbs and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So back to what I was saying. Then because this happens, like he's like put on like he's suspended whatever and there's like investigation whatever and blade you're out of control blade sorry i was doing my like cop yeah my, my chief of police like, yeah but it's really artemis artemis you're out of control guy i gotta throw you out of the surgery for a few weeks at least yeah at least while we we finish this investigation yeah you know yeah we're trying to be as quick like as we can but we there's only so much we can do guy yeah, and if we know anything about the Cosnes world in which we play and live, um, this chief is a goblin. <laughs> that's yes. what all the goblins sound yeah, like. Yeah, apparently it's what all the goblins sound like. <laughs> um, anyways, so because of this, and maybe the person keeps slipping like the drug into like his house or something. Mm-hmm. So he keeps, like, having these breaks. Okay. Content warnings of the Wazoo for this episode. But he keeps going into this, um, like, the fugue state of Mr. Blade. Mm-hmm. And he's... Oh, okay. And now he's, like... So he thinks he's losing his mind. Yes. And so he's like, I need to just go clear my head. So he goes and joins a monastery and, like, is trying to control Mr. Blade. Yes. 
And then once he gets there, he's like, I don't feel like there's nothing wrong anymore because, like, the rival's not going to follow him. He got what he wanted. The guy left. Like, yeah. You know, Artemis is gone. Yeah. Now I'm taking over all of his surgeries and I'm making bank, whatever. Yeah, whatever their goal was. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I think, why he goes to this monastery. Okay, so he goes to kind of clear his head and try to tame the beast within himself that doesn't actually really exist. Yep. But he doesn't know that yet. Okay. But maybe, okay, maybe, or he learns, does he learn at some point? Like, maybe he goes and tries to be a fighter, but he's, like, not a very good fighter because Mm -hmm. he's a healer. Yeah. That's why he, like, became a surgeon. He wanted to help people. He wanted to heal them. So he's not, like, he kind of, I think the way of the Kinsai lends itself to, like, not necessarily violence because it's, like, more of, like, this is my art. It's not necessarily, like, I'm not viewing it as violence. I'm just... Yeah, I think maybe he's spending... beauty. Yeah, he's spending his time making intricate, beautiful carvings. Right, so I think it actually, like, kind of works out because he... He doesn't have Mr. Blade coming anymore, like, because he's left and... The person didn't follow him to keep drugging him. Yeah. Okay. I think this works. And then why does he, like, start adventuring? Like, why doesn't he just keep... So I think after a while, he kind of figures out that something happened. Yeah. And he wants to... And he's like, well, someone who would be doing this or whatever, whatever they did, would be kind of powerful and have, like people on their side to fight for them. Right. So he's trying to get strong enough to fight just to defend himself while he's investigating and trying to get to the bottom of this, I think. And if we think about this, right? Because people in, like, the law enforcement there aren't going to necessarily believe him. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, the guy that snapped and, like, killed a couple people on the surgery table, we're going to take his word over this other respected person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. But what I was going to say is that also, if we know anything about hashtag ban the monk, because monks are broken, mm-hmm. as Jasper says. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they are. Like at level, like what, 13, 15, I don't know, something high up there, mm-hmm. monks get proficiency in all saving throws, right? Mm-hmm. So like their ability to resist things like this poison would be greatly improved if they got there in their training and I feel like the people the monster are kind of like yeah like you know we master our bodies and our minds and like yeah. you know helps help him see the way of like ah oh, yes this will be great if I yeah. keep working at it mm-hmm. yeah I think that makes a lot of sense yeah and then he goes back to I think yeah that's his main goal is trying to figure out who did this to him and why yeah which we can leave up to the player and DM. Yes, I think that's 100% we leave it at that. Like, who this was, why they were doing it, what kind of political and, um, like, socioeconomic things are going on in your setting that might have resulted in this happening. Yeah, this would probably be a better... It might be a better character for, like, a, like we said, like, a less magical, like, a low magic setting. Yeah. Or something. But, yeah, I like Artemis Blade a lot. 
And then we also, we have to pick a few more skills. We have to pick that. We also have to do his stats. Oh, yeah. We haven't done those. But first, Because I was thinking, yeah, this is great. Great character. And then I was like, we haven't even finished filling out his character sheet. Yeah. But let me just quick say, I, I want to make a plug for stealth of these other three that we get to pick. Because yeah. I think because he's small and he's got the two, like, racial features that give him stealth things, I think it yeah. makes sense that he's, like, just kind of naturally stealthy. I like Literally that one of the too. traits called yeah. naturally stealthy, so. I, I agree. I like that very much. We got a good spread. We have, like, basically the, uh... The standard array or the, the point by... Oh, Yeah. Nine, mm-hmm. fourteen, mm-hmm. eleven, mm-hmm. fifteen, mm-hmm. thirteen, mm-hmm. twelve. Nice. Which I think might be like the standard array. <laughs> it's really close. It's to pretty the standard close array, to the standard not. array. Um, I think. I think Dex has to Dex... be like a seventeen if you're doing surgery. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, we do Dex, and then that's just like he is super dexterous like it makes sense with his backstory yeah so i agree plus two into that so he's got a 17 yeah um i feel like intelligence, intelligence or wisdom should be pretty i feel like both of those should be pretty high yeah so like int 14 wisdom 13 and then maybe bump the wisdom up to 14 as well yeah because monks do a, like to have wisdom yeah this guy's a doctor yeah i know he's got book smarts and he's got wisdom Maybe he's Charisma. only a nine in con. Okay. And this he's, is why he was sus- especially susceptible. Yeah, that makes sense. He's a little, like, more frail of yeah. body. Yeah. And then strength and charisma. I was going to say, I think, 11 charisma. Okay. Maybe 12 strength then. Sounds so good. So, like, he's fit. He's just, like, his body's kind of weak. Yeah. He has a weak constitution, as they say. Yes, he, he does have a weak constitution. Um, now we Please need... Please tell me the monk gets the medicine skill, or I will be upset and we will give him the medicine skill anyway. <laughs> because he's a doctor. Like, literally, well, this you know is what, what? the skill is for. We will find a background that fits it to give him the medicine skill. I was thinking maybe guild artisan based That on... makes sense. That makes I'm a lot sure of sense. I'm not sure if there's see. other ones. I have to look. Guild Artisan gives insight and persuasion. Now, insight, I think, makes sense, but persuasion does not. Well, guess what? We can switch out the medicine because monks don't get medicine as a choice. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I also... I think it makes sense for... just checking to see if there's any other ones that... But it makes sense for him since he wasn't, like, a guild artisan in the sense of, like, selling a... Like, yes, he's selling a service, but the service he's selling is, like, a thing people need. Well, a lot of things that, like, guild artisans are doing, like, people might need to. But, yeah, yeah, he's providing a service. he's not necessarily... I'm I'm saying maybe they're not hiring... He's not directly the one selling his service. Like, he has a secretary or something that sets up the clients. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think guild artisan makes sense. And then we're going to homebrew it and swap out persuasion for medicine. So inside and medicine. Yeah, because he needs to have medicine. And then the other possibilities that he gets to from acrobatics, athletics, history, religion. I like history because yeah. he studied to become a doctor. And then what do you think? Athletics or acrobatics or religion? Those are the other three, right? 
Yeah. I think acrobatics. Okay. I like that, too. You'd learn that stuff at the monastery, probably. Yeah, and, like, it makes sense that he would be more inclined for that than the athletics part. Right. And if this part of the world's a little less magical, maybe it's also a little less religious. If mm-hmm. people care a little bit less about religion, if the gods aren't directly giving people magic, like clerics and paladins are probably not hanging out in this part of the world. Yeah. So probably more of a science-based culture than like a religious one. Right. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think we made a pretty compelling character here. So it's Dr. Artemis and Mr. Blade. Mm-hmm. Or you can just call him Artemis Blade. Artemis Blade. Short. Yeah. Now, I do. I knew I need to share with you mm. what um, Artemis Blade was in the story break episode. Oh, okay. Do you want to do that before we do a quick sum up of the character or after? I'll do it after. Yeah, one more tease for it. Yep, so go ahead. Some of the carriage. Um, so we know that he he looks like an elf, but he's like a really short elf. Um A Christmas elf. A Christmas elf, yes. And he's a monk. We have the Kensai. We gave him history and acrobatics and we homebrewed the guild artisan to give him medicine because he's a doctor, Mm -hmm. surgeon. Um He also has he has insight. Sleight of hand. And, and then his, yeah, his ancestral features are an extra language from High Elf, the halfling nimbleness, the naturally stealthy from halfling, and then the Kenku training. We took the stealth and the sleight of hand. Yep. And yeah. he's trying to figure out what the, like, the intrigue of what happened to his career. Yeah, and why did he start, like, losing control and killing people yeah. around his surgery table? Yes. Okay. Tell me about this Artemis Blade. Okay, so this character they name in the episode, this might be a real person's name mm-hmm. because they, like, pull names from their listeners or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the episode was on, they found a, like, neural net that did natural language processing and made up romantic, like, romance novel titles. Amazing. Or it might have been movies, but either way. And this the, wasn't the the baby the, surgeon one. It's yes, that is what it was. It was <laughs> oh, yeah. the baby's sorry, the baby surgeons. No, no, no. Here's what it was. It was the surgeon's surgeon baby. baby surgeon. Yes. And Artemis Play was a surgeon. <laughs> yes. I can't believe you got it. You nailed it. <laughs> Artemis Play in that episode or that yeah, that episode of Story Break was a surgeon, Quinn. You nailed it. I didn't tell her ahead of time, folks. This is all unplanned. Perfect. It's hilarious. Yeah, so... Yeah, I didn't know that this was from a story break and that that... Because you told me about just the... Yeah, the, the ridiculous title of the the surgeon's baby surgeon. Yeah, the, the surgeon has baby a baby surgeon. and the baby needs a surgeon. Is yes. that what it was? That is what they ended up being. Okay. Because they didn't want to do the... Because it was for, like, Valentine's Day, so they didn't want to do, like, the... The comedy of like a kids movie of a boss a, baby surgeon. Yeah, a boss baby style with a surgery. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's that's but a anyway. Artemis Blade was the surgeon, and it was a woman who she was like the hot shot surgeon, like uh, Doctor Strange, like mm-hmm. before he gets his car crash and messes his hands up. I think we were having a Doctor Strange moment ourselves. Yeah. 
So anyway, though, like Artemis Blade in that episode of Cerebri was the hot shot surgeon, and then she has a baby, and then that baby needs a surgeon. And then she falls in love with said baby surgeon. I think so. I don't remember. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah. It's it's a good one. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I can't believe you nailed it right on the head. But, yeah, I think that should do it for this episode. What do you think, Quinn? I think so. I think we knocked it out of the ballpark. Another hole-in-one. Yeah. All the sports references. Touchdown. Hat trick. I slam dunked Strike. I turkeyed in bowling. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't think of any other ones. Goal! Made Tiberius pop his head up at that. He's like, what? Where? (laughs) You can find more information about our show at a acoupleofcharacterspodcast.com. Have ideas or feedback or need help creating your next character? Email us at acoupleofcharacterspod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ACUSC Podcast. We'd like to thank John Beacon for composing our theme music. If you like what we're doing, please rate and review us on iTunes and Spotify or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. You can also tell a friend about our show and help spread the word that way. Another way to support us is by becoming a Patreon donor. Just search a COC podcast. You can support us by going to bookshop.org slash shop slash podcast and any purchase that you make there will help out our show and a local bookstore of your choice. And if you'd like to get some audiobooks as opposed to any physical books, you can use our LibreFM affiliate code to get a free audiobook when you purchase an audiobook subscription. And any purchases you make there supports independent bookstores and our show. Which is awesome. And if you like actual play podcasts and Pokemon, you can tuck out. Tuck out. Tuck us out. I said tuck out. You can check out Quinn on Dungeons and Dragon Types playing the character Willow. Yeah. Having a lot of fun. Doing some stuff. Just just hanging out with some other Pokemon trainers. Like... Lillian like Quincy and Tyson. yeah, Quincy Tyson, who we made in a previous episode, and Josh the Clown. You can find me on Twitter at Alex N. Winterland, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Not a Doctor Quinn. Thanks for listening. Keep on rolling. at least one of the names <laughs> up. You know that's right. Well, I hope it's not the letter J. But you'll oh, be I meant like... between the characters oh, and the yeah, author. Yeah, there's a lot of names you'd remember. All right. Yeah, it's upwards of two. You're asking me to remember any names? How dare you? There's of the Helm of Midnight by... by. Mm-hmm. There, there it is. I didn't mess up a name. I messed up the word... The two-letter word by. B-Y. Yep. Hey, stink butt. Can I lay down?